0: It's the journey of a lifetime. I often say that trying to understand yourself is a bit like trying to bite your own teeth. It's, it's hard to do. So what we've sought to do at Insights and through Discovery is give people a framework, some, some way of beginning that journey.
1: Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there. And plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria.
2: Hey, everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like yourselves who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. We have an amazing show today because I have Andy Lothian, who is the CEO of the Insights Group. Now, before we get to Andy, I want to talk a little bit about a question question that I keep getting after I speak to large groups. I keep getting a little bit of pushback from one or two folks in the audience that they come up to me digitally of course and say, "You know what Jason, I get this brand stuff, I get the system, I get the steps, but I don't really see what's the value. Why do I really need to lead with my brand? Why can't I just go about my life and and let my, my performance speak for itself? And you know what? It's really interesting to hear some pushback. And what I've been really thinking about is this whole notion of we all have a brand. The real question is, are you choosing to consciously, competently make strategic choices to show up in the way that you want to be seen. And that's the whole key thing is, are you strategically doing something so that you show up in the way that you want to see it? You see, quite frankly, organizations don't do branding just for the sake of branding. They do branding to meet their strategy. Let me say that again. Corporations do product branding to meet their business strategy. So if you think about what your business strategy is, more importantly, what is your career strategy? Where do you want to go? What impact do you want to have? What is that next career breakthrough that you are seeking? Then you can look at creating the brand that is both authentic to you and Super serves your mission of getting to where you want to go. Because quite frankly, if you just go through life, if you just go through your career, you may be defined and branded by things that are not your choice. Let me give you an example. How many times have you heard people defined by their job title as accountant, coordinator, human resources practitioner, operations manager? Here's the problem with it. That is commodity-based language, and in most of your organizations and most of your industries, there's a thousand, thousand people who do the exact same job as you. And then I'll say a little bit worse is when you don't lead with your brand in terms of behaviors that are thoughtful, you end up getting defined by the moment. And you end up getting defined by first impressions of what people see. So are are you the gay guy that works in HR? Are you the black woman that works in accounting? Suddenly our brand becomes about what people visually see, which is not what our brand value really brings. So the final thought I have on that is make sure that you are building your brand in a way that is thoughtful and helping you to get to your strategy. Well, I'm super excited for our show today. I have the CEO of the Insights Group, Andy Lothian. Now, Andy is this amazing chief executive officer where he guides folks to fulfill Insights' purpose, to create a world where people truly understand themselves and others and are inspired to make a positive difference in everything they do. Alongside Insights, the Insights Group also includes Vidatech, the group's technology business, with its purpose to improve people's people's experience of life through technology as well as the insights foundation with andy at the helm insights has become a global brand with presence in over 40 countries around the world and ambitious growth plans in place andy was even awarded ey's scottish entrepreneur of the year award in 2016. we'll be back with andy lothian in just a few moments And we're back. I am super excited for today's guest. He is the CEO of the Insights Group. It is Andy Lothian. Andy, what's
0: going on? What's going on? Do you know, Jason, I love speaking with you. I asked you how you were doing before we started this and you said spectacular. Just as you, <laughs> just as you did uh, when we met a few years ago when you, you came and joined us in Amsterdam. You remember? Yes, at Insights Live, it was a total blast. It was a blast. And uh, I was I was reflecting before the call, you know, thinking about Brandon and so on. It was our dear mutual friend, Doug Upchurch, who brought us together. You'll remember Doug, who,
2: yes, God rest his Doug. soul,
0: passed away just a few months ago at far mm-hmm. too young an age. He was just a walking, talking example of the development of self. So this little chat is in honor of Doug. absolutely to Doug. So, so Andy,
2: talk to me a little bit. When you meet people who don't know who you are, and they're not familiar with what you do with the Insights Group, how do you explain what you do?
0: You know, that that's such a good question. I think in terms of, of brand, this idea of what we do is really important. I always think talk, the, the best answer to the question, what do you do, I think is when? Because we do lots of different things at lots of different times. Mm-hmm. I, I hope we get a chance to talk about this. We're human beings, not human doings. And yet, you've got to have an answer to the question of what do you do in the business context? So Insights is a global people development business. We work around the world with large organizations, helping them with leadership development, with team development, with change. But essentially, we're helping people understand who they are, how they show up in the context they find themselves in who mm-hmm. other people are, how do we connect more effectively? Mm-hmm. You know, h- how many times, Jason, have we met somebody the first time and we've we've just had a personality conflict? It's yeah. just not work. We haven't connected for whatever reason. On the other hand, we get the the, the uh, situation where we connect immediately with some people. Why is that? So we look at those things, but in our organisational context.
2: Very interesting. So, tell me what exciting things are happening right now at
0: Insights. Well, I don't know if you're aware, but we've, we're, we're just coming out of the end of a global pandemic. And it's been. <laughs> I haven't noticed. It's been quite a journey. I know, Jason, that you, you are so brilliant at working with people face to face. I've seen you working in front of groups of hundreds of people. But when you can't do face to face, you have to adapt, you have to change, you have to learn new ways. And we've been doing that. One one of the things that was exciting about the start of the pandemic, we were terrified, of course, because more than 85% of our business was face to face. And so in the UK, when lockdown was called, the first thing we did was we thought, right, we need to get to the place where our customers are and understand our clients and their needs and what's going on for them. We called a webinar two days before lockdown happened in the UK when the whole country shut down. Um, we put a, a note out, within 24 hours, of, and we said, we're just going to talk about this pandemic, what's coming, what might be happening, how do we need to respond as this comes down the pike? Within 24 hours, we had 1,000 registrations. We'd maxed out on, this, on the system we were using <laughs> because people had this desire to try and make certainty out of an uncertain world. So that's what we've been doing. That's what's been going on over the last 12 months. We've been making, trying to make some certainty out of an uncertain world. The pace of change in the world at the moment is 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 faster than it's ever been before, and it's the slowest that it's ever going to be again. How do you make sense of that? So We've been doing that, reinventing the business. We have, uh, as well as insights, we have a, a technology business called Vita Tech. Its purpose is to improve people's experience of life through technology. So, using technology has been one of the keys. But in a way, Jason, and you know this to be true, that we we had this phrase around the world called social distancing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We we refused to use the phrase social distancing. We used the phrase physical distancing because we're social human beings. So technology becomes an enabler to retain our social connections. So there's some of the things that we've been doing uh, over the last few months. And it's
2: so great that you put import on language, right? and 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 how that language actually impacts us and making different choices in the in the way that we call or or use terminology, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. the words we use, but how we say the words. So when Jason says, "I say, "How are you?" Jason he says, spectacular." <laughs> you mean it. You live in it. You know, you move yourself into it and you fill that space. That's the use of language, I think, is very important. Yeah. So let's talk a
2: little bit about career because you have had a, a, an amazing ride right for the past 30 years really founding and leading the Insights Group but I'm sure uh, as anybody else you probably as a kid didn't didn't say you know hey I want to be you know an HR organizational development <laughs> practitioner when I grow up you know tell us how did you how did you come
0: to found this business well you know it's a, it 's a bit of a for every one of us life is a journey, and there are there are turning points and stages and choices that we make you know the ability for us that there is never one correct accurate path for people to follow right there are There are zillions of paths, and whether we choose the the well trodden path or the road less traveled. Choices that we make every day. So I think for for all of us, my story is is everybody's story. You know, you start as a a little boy and you want to be a fireman and you want to go here and go there. There's all these, I wanted to fly. I wanted to, I wanted to be a pilot. And I'm a pilot now, but but I fly fly my own airplanes. I don't fly the big uh, airliners and buses. That's what I thought I wanted to do when I was a boy. Um, I went on and did all the things that that uh, forgive me for being arrogant bright young men do i did the first degree <laughs> but, you know we have this thing in the uk you see them in sitting rooms in lounges plaster ducks you get the little mm-hmm. plaster duck that's your can you do your uh, school exams little plaster duck and then you go on and you go to university and you get your first degree, and that's the second plaster duck. And then you go on and do your masters. I have a, I have a, an MBA is my third plaster duck. Um, that I'm not sure if I'm a, a, u- allowed to use slightly off-color language, but it, <laughs> MBA stands for Master of Bugger All, Jason, and then I went on from there, and I thought. At that stage, I wanted to become a master of the universe. So I thought my brand was going to be about being uh, an investment banker. Um, so I went off to London from, uh, you know, in Scot- here in Scotland. They think about us being up in the sticks. You know, we're the, the yeah. hillbillies, the hicks. And so I put my Dick Whittington stick with a little red and white bag on my shoulder. And I went off to London in search of gold. And I joined an investment bank called N.M. Rothschilds in the city of London. And I thought I'd made it. It was and what was interesting about that journey was I began to I began to change and I was beginning to mold myself into the brand that I thought that world needed from me. So I lost a bit of my Scottish accent. I began to Mm -hmm. talk as if I had plums in my mouth. Yeah. And I I did the I I did all, (laughs) you know, and I began and I always felt like a wee laddie in a kilt in the middle of the bank and mm-hmm. but you know it was intellectually stimulating it was well rewarded there was huge potential but it wasn't in my soul I I was trying to find who I was mm-hmm. so this journey of self-understanding that I think everyone must go through either through choice and doing it consciously or you know the universe will throw things at us until we begin to think about self and who we are who we want to be I was going through that journey and on my on my way to all of these plaster ducks, and by the by the way, the other plaster ducks are always the first job. Then you move to being an associate. Then you move to being a director. And then you move to being a partner. And then you you get married. And then you buy the house. And then you get a bigger house. And all these plaster yeah. ducks keep going on, and we forget that it's not about the the having or the doing. It's about the being. So I my, my being was being challenged in London, and on the journey to getting to this place where I got what I thought was the dream job i had been learning about things like goal setting and uh, developing a positive mental attitude. And we're listening to audio tapes from some North American uh, gurus. And, um, you know, my dad and I were doing this in parallel together, different business, different background, but we're listening to these tapes and with the greatest respect to the 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 u.s stereotype i don't mean to stereotype but but it was kind of 21 keys to success and achievement in life step number one make a decision to (laughs) exceed all your previous levels of accomplishment it's you know all that kind of very linear logical well-structured kind of left brain stuff that works for some people and doesn't work for others i was intrigued by all of that the whole world of of self-development of personal development didn't know how to do it um and so my old man is, is, is kind of in the same boat. And we decided to, to get on this journey together. And I had, because, because it wasn't resonating with my soul, this banking work, and by the way, a lot of my pals who began the journey in banking when I did became the masters of the universe who created the great financial crash in 2008 to 2010. You know, <laughs> um, I'm glad I wasn't responsible for that. I feel that, we're due to be part of the solution to that problem, not create. So, I came and back. Andy, and I,
2: let me let me yeah. ask you: was,
0: was there a moment that you
2: realized there was a a conflict and you had to make a change that 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 was not your path?
0: I remember vividly uh, a weekend where you know I was finding myself leaving in the morning to get on to the. The, the tube train in London. I was I lived now near Wimbledon, where the tennis is, and I would get in yeah. the train every morning, and I'd go into Waterloo, and then I'd get on this tube train called the Drain from Waterloo to Bank, and if you can imagine, I don't know if you, you're too young to remember a pink floyd all in all you're just another uh, brick in the wall do you remember that and the, the <gasps> imagery you. the imagery of the video with the people going into the sausage machine so there were people going <laughs> down these <laughs> ramps into this sausage machine and i would stand crushed up in this tube uh, and i'd get to work just a few minutes but i'd always be exhausted and sweating and hot when I got to work early. I'd do a day's work, I'd find myself doing things like falling asleep on the train home and missing my stop. And the the universe was just sending me all these little signals. And I remember one weekend, I, I, uh, I, I locked myself in my room for the weekend to try and process all of this. And I was thinking about it and I, I came out of that with an epiphanic moment, which was, I wanted to be back home in Scotland around my family and the people that I loved. I wanted to make a difference in my hometown of Dundee. I wanted to do something that I felt would make a difference in the world that I felt was important. I'd said to my boss in the bank, what's my, you know, what's, what's the key, key to my success? How do I get on the fast track in this organization? He said, Andy, if we can beat the return that our clients can get on cash between by half and three quarters of a percent, we've had a good year. And I thought, that's not the purpose in life that will stimulate me for the rest of my life. And then that weekend, I, I, I reflected, I went into the bank Actually, I, I phoned my old man, said, look, I'm going to come back to Scotland. Why do we build this business together? I spoke to my then-girlfriend, my now-wife, said, let's, do, let's make this shift. I went into the bank the next day, and I said, I resign. And what was interesting about that were the, there were a number, a number of different responses to that, Jason. Some people said, you're off your head. You're leaving one of the best jobs in the city to go to the sticks others would say one day when i've made it i'll go to the sticks i'll buy a nice place in the sticks and i'll retire you know others my friends said andy good on you this is right for you and the, i remember the pain of that decision the pain of giving up or what i thought was giving up a glittering career in the city they could be the hardest things to do is to face into those choices but if you don't you end up with you know i'm i'm 55 years of age now and Had I not made that choice, I'd have been a 55-year-old banker, and I'd have been miserable. And that's the essence of brand, I think, is is finding the things that fit for you and who you are. And I made the decision to come home. I came home. We started the business. We spent 10 years knowing nothing about anything, just trying to be who we were to try and find ourselves in the world. before we. uh, and, And back to this idea of personal development, That this notion that there's one way, one path, 21 keys to success and achievement in life. We discovered that people are different. People learn differently. People show up differently. They behave differently. So we began to explore that. And out of that came a, a central framework for our business, which is called Insights Discovery which is a model that looks at how people are different and how we interact together, how we can understand ourselves, understand others, adapt, connect, be the leaders that we want to be and need to be with and for others. So out of all of that mess of my early career has emerged something that we believe is valuable. I believe is valuable to the world. Yeah. And so speaking of
2: brand, how would you describe your brand as an executive and a
0: CEO? <laughs> That's a great question. Do you know what my brand is? Me, Jason, and I think there's something about. I'm I'm just a wee laddie from Dundee, Scotland, who tries to live on purpose. Mm. You know, uh, but if you talk about brand in terms of leadership style, my leadership style is to give others space. It's to serve. My brand is about being positive and towards the things that. I and we want as an organization, not away from the things that we don't want. My brand's about big, hairy, audacious goals and possibilities. Uh, my brand's about, um, it's about service. I think the biggest question that, uh, that we can ask as leaders is how may I serve? I think uh, adding value, helping people understand their purpose. You know, purpose is the is, is the anchor of resilience and staying on purpose through this pandemic has been the thing that's, that's, that's helped us come through it. So my brand is about that, it's about purpose, about, it's about value sets, it's about culture and how culture is important in organizations. It's about encouraging others to live their best lives. So I, I don't know if that's a very rigorous answer in the Jason world of brand, but that's my brand. <laughs> I mean, it really comes down to purpose,
2: right? Like when you know what your purpose is, it's easy to be on brand for yourself, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think the twin things that we've talked about already, the idea of, of self-understanding, understanding who I am, and then the idea of purpose, those twin things, overlaying my understanding of self on purpose is... It seems to me to be a, a really critical combination. The idea of self-understanding is is quite quite difficult. It's not it's not it's the journey of a lifetime. I often say that trying to understand yourself is a bit like trying to bite your own teeth. Mm. It's, it's hard to do. So what we've tr- we've sought to do at Insights and through discovery is give people a framework, some some way of beginning that journey. We talk about different personality types. We talk about color energies that people use to describe themselves and others. So for example, Jason, when I say to you how you feel, and you say spectacular, that sunshine yellow energy radiates from you. You're one of the most articulate, engaging, (laughs) ebullient characters I've ever met. And you, you exemplify that sunshine yellow energy that brings just that positivity and possibility to the world. But the opposite energy from sunshine yellow we might call cool blue energy. Mm -hmm. So cool blue energy is the thoughtful and reflective and considerate and analytical and organized and systematic energy. And it's kind of that opposite energy to to perhaps what you would display in your brand as you work. Uh, I often say that in an interaction between someone with a lot of cool blue energy and someone with a a lot of sunshine yellow energy, once that meeting is finished – the person with all the cool blue energy usually has to go and lie down in the darkened room,
1: right? Mm-hmm.
0: So, But just that awareness, if you and I realize that we use that sunshine yellow energy, then we can adapt and we can connect with others who don't have the same energy as us, the cool blue. The other two energies that we talk about, the fiery red energy, bottom line, fast-paced, get the job done, move it along. Why is this taking so long? Um, That fiery red energy does get things done. And it does it, you know, there's a sense of, a real sense of purpose and striving often with the fiery red energy. It's about delivery. It might, you know, the negative sides might be it's my way or the highway with fiery red Mm -hmm. leadership. And then the opposite energy to fiery red would be earth green. Earth green is caring and encouraging and empathetic and sympathetic and coaching. So understanding just those four basic energies gives us a sense that we're different. People are different. And there is no good, no bad in that. You know, you, you exemplify great use of your innate personality characteristics. You do it so well when you work with people, <laughs> right, through that sunshine yellow. You will find that with audiences that are a little more cool blue, you might have to slow your pace down. You might have to yeah. – and, and, and just that awareness helps you connect – well with other people. And if you can begin then to apply the very best of you, you used a metaphor, something like, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Right? (laughs) I absolutely love that. Because if you tie that in, you know, coffee can be bland. Starbucks means something. And that's Mm -hmm. the connection to purpose. If you think specifically about Starbucks and what they do in terms of the uh, striving towards a very ethical uh, production of, of of coffee and then embodying that in a brand that the world understands that 's where purpose interacts right what are we here to do so the, the twin elements of of self understanding and purpose and in purpose as Simon Sinek shared a platform with him once and he and, and and he said people don 't buy what you do; they buy why you do what you do, mm-hmm. so I think understanding that why that's that 's the second aspect why is it that you're that you that you why do you get up in the morning what are the things that f- there's there's a wonderful little uh, frame called ikigai if you come across ikigai Jason, yeah. right brilliant so it looks uh, ikigai means a, a reason for being japanese word yes. a reason for being and it's the combination or the intersection of four things what are you good at what do you love um what are you, what are you, what are you passionate about? So what are you really good at? What can you be the best in the world at? What are you, what are you passionate about? What do you love? What can you be paid for either in monetary terms or uh, in other forms of reward? And importantly, what does the world need that you can provide? If you can be, begin to answer some of those questions, I think you begin to get a sense of what purpose is. So for me, yes, it's about purpose. It's also about self understanding. And those two things are the anchor points, the, the starting points for us.
2: Yeah. And Andy, talk to me about the Ikigai, right? Because it's such a great model in in your career, in your decision to launch the business with your dad. Where was it that you actually knew that this was something that you could get paid for? and that there was actually a need for it, because it feels like people are really good at identifying their passion, and people are really good at identifying like what they're good at. But oftentimes, it's that mismatch with those other two pieces.
0: I see that. I see that so often. I've just come off a, a, a call, Jason, with a a firm of, of guy, they, they're, they're doing some brilliant work in, in data flow and, and, and the fields of data. They're so passionate about that whole thing. The conversation I want to have with them is about, is about value proposition. How do you take that brilliant thing that you have and connect it with a need that the world has or that your customer has? Cause that's where, how you get paid for it. That's where that comes from. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with starting with passion and the things that you have innate talents in. Nothing wrong with starting with that. Uh, But you mustn't stop there. Because if you don't connect that to something that the world needs that you can provide, you won't have an ability to be paid either financially or in other forms of of reward. Your question was, how long did it take us? Well, it took us a long time, actually. And I think the insight there was we we were passionate and we were getting really good at doing what we do. I remember I, I'm part of an organization, Jason, that you might know. It's an organization called Vistage, an outstanding organization. Mm-hmm. Groups yeah. of chief execs get together uh, and we talk about, and I, we talk about the issues that we face in our businesses and so on. And I remember sitting in a Vistage meeting, a very early one. One of the, the members of the group said, I, I just spent two hours talking about the brilliance of what we were doing in the world. And one of the group said to me, Andy, is profit a bad word in your organization? Mm. And I was really quite angry. You know, Jason, the piece of feedback that that hits you most is the one that pokes you with a stick. <laughs> yeah. You know that when when you when you're building, you know, when you're thinking about your brand, who you are, there's feedback that you get. You, you listen to the feedback. You try it on for size. You think, no, that feedback doesn't work for me. And there's other feedback that you go, yeah, that works. I'll work on. But the feedback that really Pokes you and makes you react. That's the stuff that to pay attention to. And so, we hadn't made any money uh, at all. And this is now we're now probably fifteen years into the business. We we never made any. Money. We were just having a great time and we were trying to yeah. persuade people what was right. And so, at that moment, I became serious—not just about the passion and the things that we're good at. I became uh, serious about the strategy for our business. That began to think about. Things like who were our customers and how we, what were their needs? Stuff that we hadn't really thought about before. We were just dealing, you know, we right? Um, simple stuff. But you need to connect your brand and who you are to the needs of your chosen customers. So the customers that or the people in the world that you want to support and help. There has to be a match there. And I think that's where the, that's where the, 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 the fourth part, that how can you be paid for it, of the value <sighs> equation comes from.
2: Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about the insights discovery tool, because I know millions of people have have used the tool to help them. And I love how you describe the colors and how those help you be more successful, right? What insights do you have on people who've taken that tool to leverage that to think about their brand. How can they lead with different colors in a way that's strategic but still authentic to themselves?
0: That's brilliant. I love that. Love that question. So the starting point is these four basic color energies are just an entry point. the The, the first thing to say is that uh, we'll through the discovery profile. We have a personality profile that that asks some interesting, simple questions that gives some very, very detailed and in-depth feedback about you as a human being. And we get to know about you because you know yourself, consciously or otherwise, you know yourself. So we get to know about you, provide this very non-threatening, very supportive personality profile. And I think the starting point is to, is to spend time with that, with others that who know you, others who you're around. Typically, it will be done in a collective setting, whether it's leadership development or team development so that you can begin to play with the things that you're learning from from the profile. So how do you do it strategically? Well, the first thing I think is to to fall in love with who you are. I think so many of us spend our lives trying to live up to an expectation that other people have of us. In some cases, that's really appropriate. If you have a boss who's going to decide how much you're going to be paid, then you need to adapt. But what I'm saying is, you adapt. You don't change who you are. You respond to the environment in which you're in. So falling in love with, I don't know, falling in love with my cool blue energy. And instead of some of the thinking, if I use the cool blue, introverted, thoughtful energy, maybe I won't be as, as quick to offer an opinion Maybe I'll want to think things through before I speak, much more introverted approach mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes when I'm in a an environment where there is more extroverted energy, you know some someone a lot of sunshine yellow energy, someone might ask me a question, and I'll go inside to think about the answer to that question. Meanwhile, the individual who's got the sunshine yellow energy is thinking, "Oh." They're not responding to me. I couldn't have asked the right question. I'll ask another question. So they ask another question. (laughs) Now I, as a cool blue uh, energy person, have to think about two questions. But maybe for me in cool blue, it's about saying, how do I do a little less of that and a little more responding to the first question, even though I don't think I'm quite ready? So I'm not changing who I am. I'm adapting to the environment I find myself in. But what's really important is that The definition of who you are doesn't come from other people. Your relationships with other people are critical, important. You define who you are. You make those choices. And you do those based on what feels right, what you've learned about yourself. Um, so it's really first about st- understanding someone. Then it's about adapting and connecting into the world. The way that we can use the discovery profile to do that is, as we've said, get inside it. There's great stuff in there, uh, as you know, Jason, about yeah. how to communicate with you, the things that, that you bring to a team. There's things about how you like to be managed. Have the conversation with your leader about how you like to be managed. Not, what do you expect of me, Mr. or Mrs. Leader? But here's how we can partner and collaborate. This is who I am. Who are you? How do we make this relationship the best it can possibly be? So it's very simple and practical things like that that make the difference. Then the final thing I'll say about the discovery profile, which you asked about, was that when you begin to look at one of the things we do is, as well as as, as an infinite number of, of combinations of statements describing who you are, we can position you on a framework called the insights discovery wheel. So -hmm. we can put groups of people and teams of people on the wheel to get a sense of what does the collective look like? In other words, what's the environment that we find ourselves in? How do I need to adapt and change and respond to that too? What are the dynamics of this team likely to be? So there's some very practical ways we can use it.
2: And it really, it, it dawns on me that it's really all about the right behavior at the right time with the right level of intensity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. So this, this idea of self-regulation that we talk about in emotional intelligence, that's exactly right. But we can't do that unless we get who we are first. (laughs) You you just can't self-regulate because you don't know the starting point. You don't know the base. How, How fast are you going? Well, relative to what, you know? So uh, that's, why the, that's why we start with this idea of self-understanding. But you're, you're spot on. The, the, the notion of self-regulating the right intensity at the right time for the right group in the right way is critical. Sure.
2: So, Andy, give me three words that your team members might use to describe you.
0: Oh, goodness. Goodness me. That's a great question. There's a, Before I answer the question, there's a, a Scottish poet. His name is Robert Burns. And Burns said in one of his poems, it was actually a poem called An Ode to a Louse. He was sitting in church behind a lady with a big hairpiece and he saw head lice crawling about. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she was this big grandiose woman who was high society and so on. And um, his line was, Wad the power, the gifty to see ourselves as other It wad a blunder us and foolish notion. What that means translated is, wouldn't it be lovely if we could see ourselves the way that other people see us? because it would save us from lots and lots of errors. <laughs> so, so to answer your question, I think they would probably say that I am inspiring to them. I want mm. to be seen as inspiring or encouraging to them. And encouraging is maybe a better word. If we can encourage others to live their best lives, and I, I think the word encouragement comes from courage, right, or courage. And cur, the root of that word, is the word heart. So mm. to encourage someone else's heart, I would like to think that they would say, I am encouraging. I would like to say, that i give them space or freedom so you can choose one of those two words and i would like to say i like i would like them to say that uh i've got their back i've got their back so encouragement i would say is the first one space is the second one and uh, is protection the right word it's not yeah. quite protection because i'm not i'm not mothering or fathering but it it's that so they know I'm there
2: and Annie, you've talked about this as a journey. What's a moment on your journey where you made the wrong choice or you realized you were not being authentic to yourself and you had to change?
0: well, you know we we talked about my my first sojourn into banking, and i I think that's what it's about. It's about making choices, particularly, and it's knowing quickly, as quickly as possible when you've made a choice that doesn't resonate. I think often people stick with things for too long. So it's knowing it's knowing when to make that, that call. I try to do it as, as quickly and as early as I can. The difficult choices, or the choices I find difficult, Jason, are choices where m- maybe I know I can add value here. So one of the acid tests, as I've got a little a little older, one of the acid tests is, how can I add value? So if somebody says to me, mm. I used to say, if somebody said, can you do this? I'll say yes. Right Now, my question is, can I add value? More and more, I'm finding I'm using a second question is, will I really enjoy this? Will I enjoy this journey? Ooh. That's becoming more of a factor for me as, uh, as, as there is less runway ahead of me than there is behind me. really enjoying the experience. Now it becomes important for me. So Andy, just a couple of quick final questions.
2: We've been talking all about brand. So what is your favorite brand? What are you obsessed with? What brand can't you live without?
0: Well, uh, that's a really interesting question. And I hadn't thought about it, but you know what sprung into my mind? There's a brand called Cirrus. And Cirrus actually the guys in the podcast can't see but you can Jason this this little airplane here is a Cirrus SR22 Turbo and I get to fly it around Europe and uh, I just absolutely love it and I love the brand because they reinvented what a life light aircraft is they have focused on safety the aircraft itself has a parachute not a parachute for the passengers but the aircraft has a parachute so wow you just deploy the canopy and come down to to ground. And there's lots of other safety features. It flies high. It flies fast. We can get above the weather. It has full de-icing equipment. I can fly in all sorts of weather. So Cirrus is a great brand. They've revolutionized the world of aviation, which is something I'm passionate about.
2: Now, if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be?
0: That has definitely changed over the course Ooh. of my life. And I often think, you know how they say that 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 people that people look like their pets. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So the two cars, the two cars that I, I currently have, I have a Range Rover Sport, and I kind of like that metaphor for me as a car, because it's 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 sporty enough. It's a utility vehicle. It gets stuff done. It takes me places. I can throw my bike in the back of it. I can uh, I can have the kids in the back of it. It can go off road sometimes. It's good to go off piste. So that's the the, the 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 that's probably the one I would choose, but I do have a a little pride and joy which I'd always wanted to have, and this is more of an aspiration than anything else. But I have a I have I have an Aston Martin, and um, you know, if I were to be anybody else, it would probably be James Bond, wouldn't it? It'd have to be James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not get beyond ourselves. Let's go for the Range Rover, Jason. Okay. <laughs>
2: And finally Andy what's the best career advice that you would like to pass on to our listeners
0: Oh my goodness so well I think we've talked about talked a little bit about this uh, we've talked about understanding who you are we've talked about purpose and we t- we started this this call talking about our dear friend Doug Upchurch he was a great example of this mm. I think the advice would be to find out what you love to do, you're guy, find out who you are, and then put that very best version, version of yourself into doing what you love to do. That would be my career advice. So that's what Doug Upchurch did every day of his life. He was reinventing Absolutely. himself. He was finding new ways to be the best version of whatever he chose in the moment. So find out what you love to do, find out who you are, and put the very best version of yourself into doing that which you love.
2: Well, Andy, thank you so much for joining us and for adding value
0: to our conversation. (laughs) That's very kind, very generous of you, Jason. Thank you for your time and support and more power to you. Keep being spectacular, my friend.
2: (laughs) I will try. And we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts.
1: Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how.
2: Wow, what an amazing conversation with Andy Lothian, the CEO of the Insights Group. You know, he has so many amazing things to talk about and thinking about purpose and choices and intentionality, but what really stuck out with me was that lesson that he's learned over the course of his career. He used to say yes to things, and now he stops and hits the pause button and asks the question, How am I going to add value to this project or this situation? And am I going to enjoy the journey? You know, ultimately, that's a great brand filter. You can apply Andy's thinking to anything that you're asked to do because ultimately, we can say yes to everything. But our brand is also defined by what we choose not to do. And if you choose not to do things because you won't be adding value, if you choose not to do things because they're not going to bring fulfillment and enjoyment and passion to your life, that is as much about your brand as when you say yes. Well, that's the show that we've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If so, go ahead and hit follow or subscribe so that you can get the podcast every single week on whichever platform you are listening on. Of course, I'd love for you to follow me on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms. And of course, follow me on LinkedIn for tons of tips and tools on how to lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. And just remember, in your career, don't be a blank. And boring commodity like coffee, make sure you are unique and a super premium brand just like Starbucks.
1: You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria.